But now let's get into 15 minutes with Jonathan Deed, the head of, um, well, Executive Creative Director at FCB South Africa, but also uh, head of the, what, the Luri Official Ranking 2014 Executive Creative Directors. That's like a, a smart title. Jonathan, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi, Asha. Thanks for having me on the show. Good. Then let's talk about that last thing. So there's this official ranking of what Executive Creative Director, that, that's a fairly new thing, isn't it? So the, the rankings obviously is a direct reflection of the performance of the work that featured creatively at the Lurries and we had a fantastic year at FCB. We're delighted that a number of our campaigns ultimately got the recognition and we, we got a fair number of goals and we won the Grand Prix for a piece of work for Coca-Cola. Um, so yeah, the, the combination of all those wins ultimately has ranked a number of our creatives and, and Gratefully, I'm I'm at the top of um, the executive creative director scale, uh, and that's fantastic. And talking about the fantastic year that your agency has had, let's talk ab- let's talk about some of the key highlights. Starting with what Coca Cola, I would think the Rainbow ad-, ad campaign, right? Yes, yeah, we've had a, a, a wonderful year with Coca Cola. I think starting with the Share a Coke campaign, that brilliant marketing idea that was come up with in Australia, putting people's names on cans. And it was something that we needed to implement in South Africa. And we, we came up with an ad that ultimately needed to inject some real local flavor. And it was a wonderful example of, of global to local to global because it's now our commercial that we shot here that is going to be the lead commercial for about 85 countries around the world. So I think that was, that was one of the huge successes with Coca-Cola, um, being able to, to influence the marketing approach for Coke on a global scale. And then it's um, Coca-Cola Rainbow Nation. Uh, Coke always has this iconic building in downtown Johannesburg, and the objective is to do something from the brand love perspective um, to continue to build build love for that brand. And they've got a, a building that we we came up with an idea in celebration of 20 years of democracy to ultimately wish the nation a happy 20 years. And we created a real rainbow on the top of the building mm. um, and it got some some real interesting content created it's got a huge amount of praise locally and internationally how, how much, how and other people connecting with it now i know we've chatted about that advert before as well as to coca-cola sharon keith how much of a risk was that particular campaign well there were a lot of sleepless nights to be honest ashraf um God's designed to create rainbows so when you start meddling with that uh, there, there are a lot of factors that come in the way we brought out a specialist artist um, by the name of Fred Stern from the States who assisted us in making the rainbow but there were a huge amount of challenges obviously sun uh, weather clouds making sure the wind direction was in a specific way and we also amplified it across a couple of billboards nationwide so um, with each of them, there were definite challenges, but um, I think we were all really committed to the project, the the novelty of the idea and the, the purest nature of the idea and simplicity is something that we all just absolutely fell in love with. So I think we had a wonderful dynamic team, both internally in the agency, our suppliers and our clients in, in the form of Sharon and her team at Coca-Cola. Okay. So, and, and clearly you, you're, reaping, you're reaping the rewards for great work there. Let, let's talk about other things about, you know, aside from, from work at, at Draft FCB, about, about about you, right? So so how did you get into this industry? What, what is it that said, this is for me? Well, I was always creative as a, as a kid. Um, 
but I think I always saw the idea of being an artist as a bit too artsy fartsy. Mm. Um, I wanted some kind of commercial application that would ultimately allow me to make some money whilst whilst being creative. Um, and yeah, I think my first job in in marketing I was actually fired for. I was a <laughs> telecoms operator on my gap year in London trying to sell something called the Fryinator and convince pub owners to get a free demo of this extreme fire that could do nuggets right on your bar counter. Um, yeah, my boss sort of drop kicked me out of there after a week and told me that marketing wasn't for me. So it was off to the red and yellow because I was quite persistent that mm. it was what I wanted to do. I think it's an amazing industry. You know, in no other industry do you have the ability to touch so many different brands um, from financial institutions to soft drinks um, to food and really have the ability to, to bring stuff to life with so many different tonalities and ultimately hopefully affect some change. And, and what is your big break? I mean, everybody has this big break that just puts them onto another level. Did that happen to you? What, what was it? I think I've had a number of, of wonderful breaks throughout my career. You know, back when I started at the Jupiter Drawing Room under, under Graham and Rene, um, being given the opportunity to run some very sizable accounts for uh, a youngster at the time, uh, the massive EdCon account, and retail is a is an amazing um, kind of account to, to cut your teeth on because there's huge opportunity for creativity um, but massive challenges in trying to drive creativity into that kind of work. So, you know, that was, was one of, I think, the launch pads, um, then running the massive Apsa account. And then when I find, uh, uh, where I find myself now at FCB, heading up that creative department, we have got such wonderful brands, um, clients that are really committed to creativity, brands that are known and famous either locally and internationally. So there's a there's a huge playground to be able to to really do the kind of work that people talk about because that's well that's really what we want to do. Mm. What about you know the well I mean your your thoughts on on the overall industry? But if I said give me an assessment, what what's working, what's not in your industry? I think that if you look at I mean we're on the topic of awards, mm. and I think the reason that there's a, a uh, a greater emphasis and discussion around awards is quite a dramatic shift locally and internationally. You know, I think arguably a couple of years ago, you could still still have the conversation that perhaps there's an element of it that's a bit of ego stroking to the advertising community, a bit of internal self-recognition, but I think things have dramatically shifted. So, you know, creativity right from CAN, which is our sort of guiding light, marketers from around the world have bought into the principle of the fact that great creative work really does um, endear people's hearts, minds, and ultimately pockets um, to their brands. So they are more and more committed to it rather than just approaching it from an isolated perspective of their strategies and and intrinsics. Um, so I think because of that buy-in, it's now uh, a requirement, I think, more and more in our industry to make sure that the work that we do really does resonate in a way that it, it, um, it, it uh, delights people. And that ends up meaning that that collides with, with great creative work, the kind of work that can be recognized on these platforms, because 
that's the kind of work that's going to deliver. Mm. All right, so by the way, I quick, quick calls. If, if, that we're doing well at the moment. Yeah, if, if we should comment or call in, by the way, as I have 15 minutes with uh, Jonathan Deep, that's all. Uh, 0891 uh, Jonathan Deep is uh, with the agency FCB South Africa. So we were chatting earlier about transformation in the industry and, and maybe you, you caught the chat with with Muzi Kuzwayo uh, and, and uh, Ivan I Moroki. didn't unfortunately okay. I'm on set at the Muzi moment. unhappy rate of transformation too slow Ivan Moroke in fact agrees with him where, where do you sit with this? it is it is too slow um, and I think it's something that we all collectively as an industry need to take ownership of uh, ideas can come from from anywhere but I think as communicators, you know, we need to make sure that we give our brands opinions and personalities, and those personalities need to reflect the people of South Africa. And if we don't have enough culturally relevant writers and art directors and strategists, you know, feeding into the, the, the inception of the idea, we're not really going to touch as many hearts and minds as we need to. So, yes, it's too slow. Are there a number of agencies committed to transforming it? Yes. Do do we think we can do better? I'm sure, and I think you know, constantly at FCB we're driving to to push that agenda. We've got a trainee program at FCB, which is essentially a one-year intensive training program for individuals that don't necessarily come straight out of an internship um, or directly from a, a AAA or Vega. Um, where they can sort of learn and absorb the skill sets of, of creativity if they've shown some kind of raw talent um, without necessarily having had the the opportunity to go through the the traditional institutions. Um, yeah. And and the and the other part of, besides creativity uh, in terms of our own demographic in the country, the other thing that came up is the issue of. Uh, ownership, the fact that too many of us of South African agencies are in fact owned by multinationals who, who care very little about what happens in this country. Your thoughts on that? Look, we're very lucky. Uh, the the agency that I work for, FCB, in terms of our, our transformation numbers, we currently at 45% black ownership and by next year we're aiming to get up to 50 we have got a, a share scheme in place that is specifically designed around incentivizing um, previously disadvantaged talent and retaining them and giving them a feel, a real sense of wealth creation in terms of being committed to a company that that is driving, um, you know, their their future and the future of the company in in a way that that works um, symbiotically. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the multinationals, the global companies, I think, are aware of the transformation that is needed in this country. And whether they are on board or not, it's a requirement. And I don't think you can really uh, grow to any kind of sizable agency size without committing to, to the country's vision. Mm. Um, whether or not it's part of your ethos, which it should be, uh, legislation doesn't really allow for you to participate in the kinds of pitches um, if you if you don't have your your affairs and be scorecarding in order. Okay, let's get back to to your more direct line of work. I mean, besides the coke thing that you've mentioned earlier on, I mean, 
over the years, the, the, maybe the, the three best adverts that you've been privileged to have been a part of? Um, I think I, I'd have to start as my very first ad is one that I actually did while I was still studying at the Red and Yellow School of Advertising. And it's probably one of the ads I'm, I'm most proud of. Um, it was for the Chris Corlett Bone Marrow Foundation, and there was this young chap that was in need of, of bone marrow donor because he was suffering from leukemia. And the problem at the time was that they didn't have sufficient bone marrow uh, donors in the country because they didn't have the facilities to test for them. Mm-hmm. So we created an ad that we wrote and then filmed and it aired. Um, and I think the objective was to raise 100,000 rand at the time. And this is now, I think, like 12 years ago. And we ended up raising, I think, uh, just sort of a million. And we're really able to, to get a huge amount of bone marrow donors with the, the plea on television. And I think that for me really showed me the power, the power that we have if we use it correctly and for the right cause. Um, Chris Corlett, unfortunately, did get the bone marrow that he needed because of all the, the chemotherapy he passed away. But I think... Uh, that foundation is not something that still exists and okay. is ongoing. So, so that's, that's, the, one, that's the one. The other two? Um, I think a, a massive brand like APSA. Um, I'm proud of the the work that we did to reposition them, the Put Your Best Foot Forward campaign. It was a campaign that ultimately got the bank its highest likability scores in its 11-year history at the time. Um, and it was a time that financial institutions were still talking in a very corporate, disassociated way from their consumers. They weren't very approachable. And we set the trend for uh, many of the other banks who followed suit in terms of uh, a personality and a tone that was far more consumer-centric, approachable, friendly, and less institutionalized. So that was a, a massive campaign from an art directional standpoint, as well as its, its tonality and its ultimate um, results that I'm very proud of. And Um, and obviously Nando's is a highlight Mm. for for many creators to be able to touch a brand that is able to be so irreverent. Um, So we did a wonderful CEO campaign for Nando's whilst that Black River FC. Yes, um, of course. Mm, Which which was also a very successful campaign and one that was exceptionally fun to work on. How, what do you consume to keep you to keep your mind creative? Meaning, you know, what what type of media do you do you listen to? Do you read? Give us, tell us that. I think you've got to consume everything. To be honest, um, you know, being aware of what's happening in the advertising industry is obviously pivotal, but not from uh, the the perspective of it being the catalyst to to guide ideas. I think your consumption of, of, of content from absolutely every sphere is pivotal. Brands uh, that people absolutely love are generally the ones that have opinions um, and personalities, and you need to be able to draw on so much to be able to actually breathe life into those. So yes, books, television programs, I watch a huge amount of series. Um, and YouTube, uh, content, content, content. It's amazing the kind of stuff that is being produced at the moment. And the, the user generated content seems to be so rich in, in insight. Um, and then of course news, Ashraf. Um, if you're not relevant and your brand doesn't present in a way that sort of shows that it understands its environment. Um, yeah. 
It's, All right. It's lacking. Your, your 15 minutes is just about up, by the way. And I know most people are battling with load shedding around the country today. Uh, two things there, therefore. What, what for you is, you know, what is the one thing you still want to achieve? And, and tell me one other thing that I haven't asked you, but, but you just really want to tell us about it. One of the things I want to achieve, wow, world domination. Um, I think um, to be able to to put my head on the pillow at night and not only have done the kind of work that, that bolsters bottom lines for companies and endears people's hearts, but I think something that really makes positive change in the world, something that... Um, I can leave the industry knowing that not only did I bolster bottom lines, but I actually affected people's lives in quite a dramatic way. Okay, so, so there's your, your world domination. This. There's your world domination wish list. And, and, and the last thing, yeah, something you you want to share with us that I haven't asked you? Um, I think it's just to young creatives or people considering getting into the advertising industry. And um, I think it's. We see too many people these days that sort of uh, meander, uh, dabble, think that advertising is quite cool because it looks a little creative and perhaps they don't need to really apply themselves. It's a, it's a really ruthless and hard industry. Um, putting your ideas on the line and on the table constantly with the fear of rejection is something that you need to become quite resilient um, in, in order to achieve in. And I think it's a, it's a dollop of talent that you need, and to be honest with yourself about it, but I think it's a double dose dollop of, of commitment and ambition. Uh, I think if you're really hungry for it is, is one of the absolute necessities to Okay, so there I've got it. Talent, talent, commitment, and ambition. If you don't have those three things, you're in big trouble. You clearly have it, and, uh, and lots of it, Jonathan Deeb. Great chatting to you, and, and I'm sure we'll talk some other time when you... When you and your company achieves great things, as I fully expect you to do. Jonathan uh, Deeb, thanks for your time, right?